This program discusses topics not suitable for all ages. Listener discretion is advised. Prepare yourself. It's time for the Shriekcast with Edgar. Gombawa, my friends, and welcome to another episode of the Shriekcast. Tonight, we're heading to the Far East, a place I've wanted to visit since I was just a young lad, and that's Japan, the Empire of the Rising Sun. Tonight, we're going to be discussing Japan's contribution to horror cinema. Um, seeing as Japan's culture is so vastly different than ours in some ways, um, this is kind of a my nice way of warning you guys that some of their stuff can be a little edgy and, and not what we're used to here. So uh, if you watch any of these movies, you're bound to probably most likely see something of a sexual or violent nature. So if you're sensitive to those kind of things, this is a nice friendly warning. Uh, I'm telling you now, be aware. I don't want you blowing up my Twitter feed or sending me private messages or any of that stuff because you've been warned. So moving on from that. Uh, one other thing to mention, these films are not uh, sorted in any kind of chronological way. Uh, they're not ranked in any way. These are just kind of some of my favorite picks, and I feel like the, the some of the standouts of the Japanese horror uh, world. Uh, but before we do that, let's do like we tend to do and do the news. All right, I won't try and rhyme anymore, I promise. Staying with the Japanese theme this week, sad news for my fellow kaiju fans, Godzilla vs. Kong has been pushed back from early 2020 release to late 2020 release. I believe the last uh, last uh, an article I saw said like September or October, maybe even November, I can't remember, but it's definitely going to be Q3 of 2020, so that's, that's, that's disappointing. Uh, I'll be pouring myself uh, after the show a big... Uh, big glass of sake and drowning my tears in it tonight um, and mentioning sad uh, more sad news which I previously tweeted and I still am quite quite salty about is uh, Netflix has announced that they will n- discontinue their revival of Mystery Science Theater 3000 I've said it before um, in one of one of the episodes I've also mentioned it before on Twitter many times I love MST3K. I grew up with it. It has a very special place in my black heart. Um, and it holds a lot of mem- good memories for me. So, um, Netflix, you're dead to me. That's all I can say about that. The Horror News Network has reported that Fede Alvarez and Rodolfo Sayagues have inked a deal with Legendary Pictures to reboot the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. That'll be interesting. We'll see what comes of that. Uh, Horror News Network has also reported that uh, 2021 will see a sequel of the found footage smash hit series Paranormal Activity. You know, I don't know about this one because after like 4 and 5, I thought did we really need, you know, any more. But I actually did enjoy 5. Um, but, you know, who knows? We'll, time will tell. One bit of news that might get the attention of you foolish mortals. Bloody Disgusting has reported that the Van Eaton Gallery has announced that it will be auctioning 
memorabilia from the Haunted Mansion ride, including the stretching paintings. You know, from your first walk in, and there's like the uh, octagonal-shaped room, and as the narrator is speaking, the the paintings stretch out to make it look like you, the room is getting bigger, you're shrinking, and those are going to be for sale as, as well as um, some sheet music for uh, Grim Grinning Ghost and some other stuff. So, uh, you guys, whoever you are, want to go in on, we'll buy some of this stuff. Uh, hit me up with a message. Uh, I'll give you my Venmo info. We'll, like I said, we'll work out a, a, a timeshare deal. I'm, I'm, an, I'm a reasonable guy. We can sort it out. So, I'll, uh, I'll be uh, eagerly awaiting your uh, money transfer. Uh, somebody? Okay, so that's enough about the news and enough about my poor, uh, poor humor. Uh, so the first flick we're going to talk about tonight is Tetsuyo the Iron Man. Uh, and if you don't know, this is not a Japanese bootleg or or, uh, or a copy of the MCU character. Um, <laughs> what this really actually is is more like what I imagine an acid trip is like. Full disclosure, I've never dropped acid, so I don't know for sure. But in my mind, Tetsuyo the Iron Man is, is about the same. Uh, so... Uh, Shinya Tsukamoto's movie is uh, based on a play that he wrote, directed, and starred in during his college years uh, with a plot basically that revolves around two central characters. The fetishist, uh, who's for some reason got this crazy thing about inserting metal into his body, and the salaryman that uh, after an encounter with, uh, with the fetishist or somebody else... Um, starts becoming a metal-human hybrid. Um, eventually, these two, the salaryman and the fetishist, will uh, uh, decide to basically converge for a final showdown. Um, and uh, it, it's basically, it's, it's really weird. But anyway, uh, it's an all-black-and-white movie filmed entirely in 16mm. It's got lots of crazy, like, stop-motion effects and... Uh, a lot of scenes of like you know high speed uh, runs down streets and crashing into cars and and you know distorted TV stuff. It's it's really out there, but it's also it's it's you know it's it's very cool in its own ways. And it's it's there's not much else there like it. Um, but uh, as as previously discussed, um, this movie does include some sexual content, uh, specifically big metal phallic representations and. Um, and some scenes of explicit sex. So I'm not gonna go. I'm not gonna go into the details of that because I don't. I don't want to be traumatized. Uh, my therapist is on vacation for the holidays, and I don't. Uh, I don't. I don't need any more damage right now. But anyway, it's a good movie. Check it out. Uh, the next film I want to discuss is Bijita Q or Visitor Q by Takahashi Miike. Uh, this film kind of holds a special place for me uh, because it was really my first foray into the world of uh, like Japanese cinema and you know Japanese horror cinema. Um, uh, so uh, again, IMDb technically classifies this movie as a horror comedy, but I'm still going to count it because why not? Uh, so the uh, central character Kyoshi is a failed TV reporter, disgraced in a way that uh, I'm gonna let you see on your own. I don't want to, you know, I don't want to ruin it for you. So uh, by a he's disgraced by a, a, a bunch of local hooligans, and he takes it upon himself then to become a one-man documentary uh, filmer on the violence of modern youth in Japan. While this happens, his whole family is kind of in this downward spiral of falling apart. Uh, until a strange man comes to visit the Yamazaki family. 
Um, and he kind of, in his own very weird way, kind of uh, nurtures them and, and kind of restores them. Um, so it's, yeah, anyway. I, I really do love Visitor Q. I always will. I always have since the moment I saw it the first time. Uh, so I do love it. Um, and it's just a great, crazy, bizarre Japanese cinema. Um, you know, it, what can you say? The, the film starts with a big, bold question, which is, have you ever done it with your dad? And enough said right there. I mean, I don't need to say any more. Um, in the year I was born, 1977, PSC and Toho Company, yes, that Toho Company, uh, produced House, or House, or as they say it in the commercial, which I really like, House. So uh, this one was directed by Nobushiko Obayashi. Uh, this, this story revolves around uh, a group of friends, which are basically conveniently named after their defining characteristics. So you've got gorgeous, sweet fantasy mac kung fu she's like the, the tough one uh melody and prof or professor so the story is basically the this this group of girls decide to visit the small village home of gorgeous's aunt uh after gorgeous is basically let down by her father uh see the the two of them gorgeous and her father had a trip planned all by themselves um, gorgeous, by the way, it is relevant that, that uh, she lost her mom when she was very young. But Dad all of a sudden decides that he's going to bring this other woman around. Gorgeous gets upset, of course, like anyone would, and decides instead that she was going to go visit her aunt. And she invites all of the friends along. Uh, when the girls arrive at the aunt's home, uh, the aunt starts behaving in this very strange way. And, and one by one, the girls just disappear and fall victim to the, to the house and... And to the evil cat, uh, which the evil cat is very cool, and it's kind of the the sort of the icon of of, of house. Uh, you've probably seen, you may have seen it, like in posters and stuff. It's like a big cat with like red lips, and it's hissing, and its fangs are all out. It's, anyway, um, so this one I I think is very kind of visually, uh, you know, visually impressive. It's got a, a blend of like the live action, the stop motion. Uh, and some animation, um, so it's it's really I think it's a really beautiful movie to look at, uh, and it's a well written story, um, and it, it is a, again it's also a, a horror comedy. Uh, so there you know you're gonna have a little bit of everything. You're gonna have some scenes that are gonna make you giggle. Uh, to me, there's one scene in particular that involves uh, Mac um, and a and a water well. Um, and some of the scenes are legitimately tense and frightening, and then others are going to just have you scratching your head saying, what the hell did I just watch? Um, but yeah, House is a classic. It's actually, it's part of the Criterion collection, so that right there should tell you that it's, it, it's, it's something special. And it really is. It, it is a, a special movie. Uh, so going back to Mike, uh we have the 2001 film The Happiness of the Katakuris, which is a kind of a bit out of my normal taste uh, because it's it's a along with being a horror and a comedy like most of the others on this list, it's a musical, uh, and musicals are really not that I have anything against a musical, but they're really just not my normal cup of tea. But uh, this one's quirky. I like it. So the story is centered around uh, a father figure who, as a patriarch and leader of the family, decides to move the Katakuris uh, to this uh, small countryside to open an inn when he receives news that there's a new road 
coming that will bring more visitors and more business. Um, so the whole uh, entire category family, which is three generations, work at the inn in one way or another, except for the little girl. Obviously, she goes to school. Um, and eventually, the guests do start to, to come. Uh, the bad news is, is once they get there, they all die. Um, so the categories decide that basically to save their fledgling business, they're going to have to get rid of these now departed guests. Um, so what happens after that is uh, one of the strangest musical uh, uh, journeys I think that I've ever seen, uh, complete with a, a number with singing, dancing, corpses. Um, and to really just right off the bat give you a good idea of just how weird this movie is going to be, it begins with a young woman trying to eat some soup when she pulls a small uh, claymation cherub-like creature. Uh, that's the best way I can describe it. It's a little winged thing with a curly cue on its head. Uh, she, so she pulls this out of her bowl of soup, and it immediately, as soon as she opens her mouth to scream, it flies in her mouth, uh, falls in love with her uvula, and pulls it out. Uh, and that kind of starts the, the opening credits, and it just kind of, like I said, it, it kind of sets the tone there for what kind of madness you're going to be watching. Um, but it's a, it's also, like I said, despite the fact that it's musical, I'm trying not to hold that against it, it's still a pretty solid uh, movie. And the last one I want to talk about is a horror mystery film um, that appears often. You'll see it if you look uh, for like a, like a top ten Japanese horror films or, a, you know, top ten Japanese mystery films, things like that. Uh, and it's also coincidentally another one by Mike, uh, which I promise I'm not like playing favoritism here. It's not that like this is at all. Mike is the best Japanese director out there. It, it's not that at all. The the thing is though is it's kind of hard to not find him in in films because it's a bit like in the early days in the 1900s in France. You know everything was either pretty much Georges Malaise from France doing, you know, doing his deal, or you might have, you know, a couple of Segundo de Chamon films in Spain, but really it was Malaise, and Mike in, in Japan is kind of the, 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 same, the same way. Um, so anywho, before I get completely off my train of thought here, um, so Audition follows this widower who uh, is talking with a friend, and they basically come up with this plan um, to find him a new wife by setting up a, a mock audition for a movie so basically they call they they make a casting call to all these women the guy reviews and interviews them all and the plan was basically when he finds one he's in love with he gives him some sob story about oh the movie didn't get funding and no it's more you know well, unfortunately you may not actually get to star in the movie after all blah 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 but oh i still like you and hey maybe we could go out so anyway uh, so this man uh shigeharu uh immediately falls for this woman after reading her uh, her her interview or her essay rather which is kind of a, a real sob story uh, and she's a beautiful young girl but uh, with a troubled past and by the time that Shigeharu figures out just how far in deep trouble he is with this girl it's too late um, I don't want to spoil anything because uh, you know it, this this is a movie that's not necessarily e the easiest to guess um, it's one of those movies that is kind of disorienting in the fact that it will kind of jump back and forward through time so you're, or fantasy and reality. So you're never really 100% sure, is this real? Is this in its head? Is, you know, is this before this event? Um, so, uh, yeah, it, it's, it's a little hard to keep track of sometimes, but it's, uh, 
it is a very good solid uh, horror mystery film um, and it's a great example of just how good uh, Japanese cinema can get uh, and the last scene I'm not giving you any spoilers just saying it's going to leave you squirming and, and cringing in your chair and if it doesn't you my friend I think need some therapy anyway that is the show for this week I hope you have enjoyed if so please as per usual share and write wherever you listen to your podcast also as always I'd love to hear from you uh, so reach out and uh, connect with us on Twitter at the Shriekcast. Give us your thoughts, your comments, your criticisms. Um, we'll take it all. Uh, so until next week, this is your friend Edgar reminding you, Doa o Roku Suru and Oyasuminasai. Good night, my friends.